This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. The Wednesday week is sponsored by Michael Constantine Wealth Management. We bet you can't find a financial advisor closer to Hillsborough Stadium. Hello, good evening and welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Week. My name's Dan Forge. Yes, I'm back. Apologies for having some time off last week, but I uh, I currently just cook chips at my work nowadays. Um, so, yeah, uh, God, where do I start with that? I was going to call this episode World is in Motion after the after the three goals against Rochdale. I think I'm going to go with it, given, given your reactions there, lad. So, yeah. That's all right. Uh, tonight with me, I've got Blair, I've got John, I've got Stevie. We're going to talk about football. We're going to talk start about what seems a million years ago now. We're going to talk about our win against Bolton. Now, um, now Blair started out well, didn't it? Yeah, brilliant. Um, we're just a really comfortable away performance. And after the previous game away at P- Peterborough, I mean, you, I, was, I was quite nervous. I thought Bolton were going to do it for some reason. Mm-hmm. But I thought Wednesday were very, um, yeah, were very professional and just did the jobs right. And then when they, as soon as they got that first goal, I didn't see us losing them. I uh, I actually didn't realise because, like I said, I was cooking chips at work. Uh, it went until I till I watched it back that the uh, the first goal, uh, John, came from a a woeful back pass and and then a rescue by the goalkeeper. And I thought we did really well to keep our composure in a in a situation like that. Yeah, absolutely. It was. Um... It was almost comedy goal moment, wasn't it? It looked like it was going to go in and their, their keeper just managed to slide in at the last moment and, and, and keep it out. But he didn't get it out of play and so I mm. picked it up, uh, kept kept the passenger player going and Bannon had a, the nice composure there to, to look up and put a, a dangerous ball into the box and uh, Georgie Byers was there to poke, poke it into the, into the net there and then off he ran full length of the pitch back down to, to the away fans. You know, yeah. giving it large and saying, uh, what this is why you don't drop me. <laughs> <laughs> the um yeah, I thought that there was a good phase of play there before before the ball actually got tucked in. It wasn't that the everybody was at six and sevens. By the time Bios put the ball in the net, there was about seven people back there, weren't there? 
John? Yeah, there, there was a lot. It was a quite congested box, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What do you think, Steve? What were your take? Do you go, Steve? Yeah, I was there. I was there. Yeah, um, I you were. Yeah. yeah, it was good atmosphere on Saturday. It was one of those, um, I think we were just talking off air before we came on where um, I think we said last week on the pod that nobody really could put a finger on what sort of Sheffield Wednesday were going to turn up, you know, on Saturday. Um, last Saturday just gone. It's one of those games where you play against a team like Bolton that have started the season really well. Um, I don't if I think if I remember rightly, they've not lost since March in the league and they'd only conceded one, maybe two goals um, at home this season. Um, they, they were right up there. They, they were above us in the league before we we, um, we kicked the ball on Saturday. So it was one of those games where you potentially go in there knowing that it's going to be a tough sort of a, a tough Saturday afternoon. I thought um, it was a return to form after the Peterborough game and the, the you know the meltdowns on Twitter following that sort of, you know, you know the 2-0 midweek last week. I thought it was an excellent response. Um, Workman-like performance. Um, I think the team came out at 2 o'clock and you were looking at McGuinness going in and Hennigan dropping out and um, Iorfa coming in. And, you know, there's we, we, we could probably write a po- or uh, talk a podcast tonight about the, the midfield three selection and who was the best person to go in and whether or not Bayer should start and... Uh, the merits of Will Volks and Barry Bannon, and you know, we, we we've said it, you know, to to um, we, we talked about it to death last week. I don't think it matters at the moment what that midfield three looks like, um, but just in general, a couple of eyebrows raised, I think, when when he named the, the first eleven. But I, I thought the performance from minute one was absolutely bang on. Um, they didn't get uh, a foothold in the game. I thought we controlled it from minute one, right from I all forgetting the ball in the first couple of minutes and pelting down the right wing. Um, it put them on the back foot and, you know, we took that momentum and went forwards. And I thought, as, as I said, it was a really workmanlike performance um, that was sort of emphasised with Bannon for the goal. Um, Byers was composed and then there was that composure of Bannon when he got the ball, but he absolutely ran his bollocks off to get to, you know, the ball that was sort of swung out by the goalkeeper to then get it, to lay it off to Johnson, who got it, got it back to him. And it was a good sort of 10 seconds or so before he, he managed to get the ball across for Bayes to slide in. Um, just on that goal, I thought it was an excellent response. I thought it was it, it, it was really good to see. And that sort of run for the, the you know, the, the distance of the pitch to go and see and celebrate with the home, uh, sorry, the away fans was absolutely brilliant to see. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, Blair, in the second half, I mean, you know, you, you alluded to it before we started. That it was one of those games where it kind of fell away towards the second that second half, but we had a decent breakaway in that second half. Um, who was it? That, who was it that went through and then they kind of crossed across the front? And they played one round the back. It was a really good defending actually. You know, I think it was. Um, oh God, the keeper came out. Do you remember it? Help me out. Um, what are you on about the windass blasted over from the bar? In- no, it was. Yeah. Um, it was when uh, Patterson. It, it looked like he could have had a tap in, didn't it? But he, he didn't get the ball out of his feet to Patterson. Or was that? Or was that the Rochdale game game mixed up now? I think that was the Rochdale game because the ball just came across and it was just a yeah. bit short. Thing. But we we had a, we had a break, um, and you know it was. I, I thought it was a substantial second half performance from from what from what I watched. It was it was very much something that. You know, we did we did our job. We were two and up, and we defended the lead. Yeah, they did that, un, they did un Wednesday things, didn't they? And did not concede in the first five minutes of the second half? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, <laughs> it was just well, it's another clean sheet as well. Um, you know, I mean, so that's three clean sheets in five now. Yeah. Um, I think I made a point in the group chat, but out of the top, out of the top seven, we've played four out of the in, in our first five games. Mm-hmm. So like. Mm-hmm. Sure, that means it's coming along now, but we've got to 
capitalise on that. We've had the thought that the teams around us haven't played each other yet. We've played four of them already. So we've got a real chance now of going on a good run, I think, in September, especially October. Yeah. The fixtures. Just on that point of the defending and the goals we've conceded, I think Blair used the term uh, un-Sheffield Wednesday-like sort of performance. <laughs> it literally was that. And I know there was a, a load of aggro last week around the goals that we conceded at Peterborough. And I think the minority of people, whether it be on social media or on podcasts or radio or whatever it was, were, you know, there was a minority that sort of had that mindset that said, hang on, it's going to be a different story if we don't get the player sent off last Tuesday. And I maintain that we don't concede the goals that we concede last Tuesday. They were soft goals that we have conceded, but we had 10 players. You know, they you could see on Saturday that Bolton were, were trying to overload Marvin Johnson. They, they, they were clear instructions that everything was going to go right as they came forward. And I think there was a massive credit to be given to, to McGuinness. I think people had their misgivings, if you like, because we'd signed a centre-half who was right-footed. But if you looked at any sort of previous footage of him he's, he's a right foot centre half that is playing left side of uh, of a back three and I, I think the, the noise that's coming out of Cardiff is that they've let him go because he's not accustomed to playing as a four and they've switched from a three to a four at Cardiff uh, I'll stand corrected but that seems to be the, the, the information that's come to us it just seems to have calmed everyone down him he, he's he, he you know I, I have my, my misgivings about putting him in uh, why put uh, McGuinness in I, I'm not sure about Iorfa and you know I'm a big fan of Iorfa but he's not been at the races for six eight months um, I think Saturday was a return to form for him I thought he was absolutely fantastic uh, McGuinness looks like a player he looks like a no-nonsense I'm going to get the ball and I've done it at a higher level than certain other people that are in there at the moment um, everything that went that way he headed clear um, Johnson's still got his vulnerabilities defensively when you know when when the ball goes out there and there were a couple of times when they've played around him and managed to get sort of balls into the into the box but I think if with a run of uh, run of games with McGuinness in there at left centre half um, I think that's going to make Johnson feel a little bit more confident when he's, he's going the other way rather than going forwards all the time I think it was credit to Sheffield Wednesday as um, the way that we defended and the, the the crosses that came in, we were able to to defend. We headed it clear. Their out and out chances didn't come from crosses into the box. Box. It was a uh, the, the the one that they had just before we scored the first goal was actually when Bakinson played it square, and um, he, he he held somebody short and they've broken through and Stockdale's closed the angle down and he's ended up shooting it wide. But other than that, I thought we were comfortable at the back on Saturday. I don't think they've carved us um, carved through us. I don't think they've caused us any any damage going into the box. It was. It was good to see, and I think we've taken that into the game on Tuesday, as it as, as was, and I think it's something that we'll take forward now. I think credit to Wednesday. We talk about the goals we've conceded, but we've only conceded those goals in two games, include the cup games. We've put, we've, we've kept five clean sheets this year. Hmm. That's, that's made, actually pretty impressive. Yeah, he made a good point, Steve, as well in the first about the Bolton game when I often had a you know I mean you were bursting forward a lot. It's because Liam Palmer was just filling in. So when I offer we're going forward, Liam Palmer filling in, and it and it just allows us to to use I offer you know what I mean his best attributes and that's his size his, and his pace and his power and it's just, I think I think that'll work going forward. I mean it's, it's almost like you don't need Jack Hunt when you've got I offer blasting forward because who's stopping him when he gets when he gets going? You know what I mean? Let's keep the Liam Palmer wank fest <laughs> until we get to the Rochdale game, shall we? Like you know what I mean? Let's let's just let's just keep that back. So uh, Sheffield Wednesday ran out two 0 winners against Bolton Wanderers. A very industrious, um, very industrious win. Um, I, I don't think uh, I don't think Bolton particularly troubled us. Uh, Stevie, just last thoughts on that. What sort of reception did Kieran Lee get? 
he didn't get one because he wasn't on. He came. He, he got a nice round of applause um, towards it at the end of the game, and yeah. I know there was a couple of fans that were were waiting around. But it was it was it was a shame not to see him on the pitch. I know that the noises coming out of the stand were that he, he'd have been absolutely spot on. Absolutely, um, the, the, you know the the the, the plaudits that he would have got if he'd have been there, and but. You know, credit to him. He's he's been an absolutely fantastic servant to us. And I, I know I'd seen something on socials beforehand that his brother was going along to watch the game, and I made a comment that you know got a, a couple of endorsements around the fact that I firmly believe that he's one of the better stri- uh, midfielders that we've had um, since year. Mm. I stand by that. You, you, you might think that it's rhetoric, and I don't really care. He was an absolute Rolls Royce in the middle of the park um, for us, and I know that Bol- Bolton fans have said exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Um, just you know, I, th- I think he set up their goal in the League Cup midweek, didn't he? Um, mm. to help them get through. Uh, sorry, the, the, the help them score the goal when they played against Villa. But um, he's been an absolute, you know, he's been a phenomenal, phenomenal servant to us, and he, he seems to have carried that on. Um, I said at the time, and it was funny for other reasons. We've been looking at sort of lockdown era stuff tonight on on the group. Um, if you what remember, was I thinking with that hair? That hair. <laughs> And it's, it's magic, mate. You, you could almost tuck it under your fourth chin. Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it? Uh, lo- lockdown was not kind. I was driving. I was driving a lot during lockdown. I had to have a little, uh, like, like a note from the teacher from my boss to, uh, to, I had to pass to the police. Like, what are you doing down in Plymouth? Well, I've got to drive here to see if the crackheads have been in the venue. Like, you know what I mean? Um, Post lockdown has been much, much kinder to you, my friend. I'm yeah, isn't it? Did I, uh, I uploaded a picture of my uh, of my weight loss today. I'm gonna I'm gonna lord about this for a second. And a mate of mine texted me and said, "You look like Crichton from Red Dwarf." In your face now, so so that's nice, isn't it? <laughs> to be fair, he's the funniest character out of Red Dwarf. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah just um, just finally on Kieran Lee. I think it was um, memory serves me right, wasn't it? Stuart Gray that converted him to a midfielder from it was from yeah. initially signed as a right back, wasn't it? When we got him yeah. from Oldham. Yeah. Um, was an okay right back, but became a fantastic midfielder for us, didn't he? And uh, another one of those check marks for Stuart Gray, like him or loathe him. I know he was called vanilla by a lot of people, but uh, he did some good things for Wednesday, didn't he? I With loved him. Lim- limited yeah, resources yeah. at the time. Him, him, we, could, we had to put Bannon on the left wing because we couldn't find a space for him in the middle. We had a, a yeah. right team then. Says you know all. what I mean? Says it all. Says it all. Isn't it? Um, I thought. I thought. Just. I, I thought the Bannon touch on Saturday to give Palmer the the, the captaincy was was a that's worthy of note. Yeah. I know we 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 can yeah, the AOB. The fact that they've got together and said between them, uh, it seems to be the case that Bannon and Moore have said right. We're we're going to sort of pay homage to the fact that he scored. He, he's played three hundred and fifty games for the club. Uh, you take the as you call it the wank fest out of it. And the the fact that you've played in twenty. <laughs> 2022, you've played 350 games for a club. And it's not just that. It's, it's not just the games that he's played. It's the fact that he's played under so many different managers. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's been there for such a long time. I think he's in double figures for the number of managers that, that have picked him and continue to pick him and play him on the... On a, on well, he had three team. last season. I think he's picking yeah. him up cheap. It's like David Beckham <laughs> and the Caps at the end of his career, well, the England career. You know what I mean? It's, you know, we, we, we talked about that comparison between him and how he will be a foil for Iorfa and whether or not Jack Hunt would do the same sort of thing. We, I, I think we've said or seen somewhere that there's been a little bit of crack about the fact that he's, he's done those 10k runs. He did all those 10k runs in sort of pre-season and I think it's done in the world of good. Yeah, really he's do. actually fit, isn't he? He looks fit, he looks rapid for a, for a guy his age. He's, he's, he's just about the wrong side of 30 now. 
Um, I, I think he's still got another two or three years in him, certainly at this level. And I, I don't think he'd be out of place in the championship. Um, but that's, you know, that's where people will start ridiculing me. I think, I think we've said previously the fact that he's played international football for Scotland will also will have stood him in good stead because he's playing against international mm. standard players. And that's improved his game, and it's improved his game late in late later in his career. Um, mm-hmm. The goal he took on Saturday was absolutely spot on. Um, the play between Windass to see it as he's you know Windass has turned and just played it sort of received the ball and played it in uh, in between the the fullback and the centre half and Palmer looking off the um, the shoulder of the defender, absolutely fantastic. Windass mm. is getting so many assists already. Oh, he's doing the right job. He's doing yeah. the right job. I think, I honestly, I, I said it last season before he got injured. I think he's absolutely lethal. But listen, let's move on. We've done Bolton now. We've done Bolton. We'll get to Liam Palmer. Bolton. <laughs> <laughs> right then. Not from London. So, right. Listen, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop something on you now, lads. Uh, now, uh, this, this show, over the last 13 years I've been doing it, uh, you know, when I had an old forehead, three foreheads ago, right, <laughs> Uh, my role within this show has changed quite significantly. So my, my role used to just be doing the knob gags and go, what are you doing? It's bloody rubbish all the way through it. And now I'm hosting it and all, all the rest of it. So I thought I'm going to bring back some of the nonsense. Now, Stevie, I think you've been around for some of this. John Blair, this is new to you. So uh, bear with me. You'll notice that my mannequin has changed behind me. Uh, that's because I was lucky enough to win a, a shirt from Lensgo Visual Media. Uh, they sent it to me. It's arrived. It's here. And they asked me for a uh, for a photo in it. Now, I'm currently <laughs> planning a rather large, elaborate photo shoot in it because, uh, it, you know, it's Dan Fudge and that's, that's, that's what I do. Trouble is, I can't get out of the kitchen at my work. Now, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to bring back the game show of how much does it cost in the club shop. That's what's happening tonight <laughs> in homage to Lensgo Visual Media, who have passed me this shirt on. We're now going to play a guessing game and we're going to do something fun. So you can play along at home, kids. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to go through various items available from Sheffield Wednesday Club Shop. And uh, the topic this week is sale items. So the first <laughs> item is a Wednesday cap. Now, bear in mind, this is, it's what the kids now call a snapback. And if you're from another country, this cap would be really weird because it's just a cap. What says the word Wednesday on the front of it? Like, imagine, you know, imagine being in France and go, what the fuck has he got a cap with Mechadi written on the front of it for? You know what I mean? It just seems weird. I saw anyway. a sticker on Twitter today. And like, in, I, I don't know which country you live in. It, it, it just said fucking hate Wednesday on it. Brilliant. And it was just like... If, if, a grown-up <laughs> made that. A grown-up <laughs> who can sire a child and get a mortgage yeah. made that. So that's <laughs> nice, isn't it? And it's just like, if you didn't know who, what that what that sticker meant, that guy it's the middle of the week. Yeah, he just, he just really dislikes Hump Day. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a guy out there in Ulaanbaatar, which is the capital of Mongolia. I check, going. This guy just really fucking hates hates the middle of the week. I wonder if he goes for a siesta. Should move to Spain. Any road Wednesday cap. Now, Steve, because you played first, and you're going to go last. Now, it used to cost fifteen pounds, chaps, in the shop. Blair, you go first on this one. Dale. $13.99. How much is it now? $13.99 for Blair. John, used to cost £15. How much do you think it is in the sale? In the sale? Now, yeah. I'm sure I heard someone in the cop say he bought one and it was right. 25 quid. Well, it so wasn't gone up. It used to be 15 <laughs> I know. I know no, it's I'm a chance series sale. New, yeah, I think if it's 25 new, knowing Wednesday with a sale, it won't be, I'm going to say $19.99. <laughs> God almighty. All right then. Stevie. Uh, plus 15. 
Eleven ninety nine. You see, you can see Stevie's played because the actual answer is twelve pounds. Uh, <laughs> oh. That's how much it is. That's a massive saving of three English pounds there. Right then, next one. Next one. A toddler duvet stripes logo duvet set comes with one pillow, single bed, toddler size. Used to cost twenty English pounds. John, you can go first. Used to cost twenty pounds. What do you think it is in the sale? Twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> 1499. He's gone for 1499 as John. Stevie. It costs what? 20. You just cost 20. 1599. He's gone 50. Oh, I see. He's gone for some shit hours in there. John, have you seen that? <laughs> it's, it's like guess the attendance on Talksport on Max Rushton already again. Barry Glenden, he's tending his boots. Right then, Blair. You've got a chance to steal here, pal. That's 20 quid. 17 pound. You've gone higher. He's gone for 17 quid. <laughs> He's gone for 17 quid. John, you're the winner on that one, pal. It's now down to £10 from 20. Not many Sheffield Wednesday toddlers are spending their hard-earned pocket money on tat. Uh, right then, so this, this one's a big one. This one's a big one at the end. Uh, this is in homage to Lensgo Visual Media, who sent me a shirt, and that's what we're doing. So, right, are you ready? Last are you ready? shirt. <laughs> this one. Now. Adult home shirt, long sleeve, last season. Used to cost £54. Stevie, you get to go first. Used to cost 54 quid. £54. £54. It was £54. Last season's out-of-date shirt. It's going to be more than... I'm I'm I'm, to- I'm I'm toying with getting around about 32, 30, 34. You've gone for 34 pounds. 34 pounds. Uh it's Blair now, isn't it? I think this is gonna be outrageously expensive for <laughs> sale. So I'm gonna go for 48 pounds 99. <laughs> 48 99. Right then. So cheaper than a shirt from a little one. So adult home long sleeve shirt john Hang on. You, I have my, yeah yeah used to be 54 that. quid yeah how much do you think it is now i think i again probably putting too much into my guesses here but because it was macron macron last season as well yeah i heard uh, that it couldn't drop the price much with macron for some sort of reason we do talk some bollocks on the cop don't we? So, someone's literally <laughs> just fed that up haven't they you know what the, I mean? The, someone's had too many sherbets. And it's it's like go... when somebody said Richard Gere likes hamsters up his backside and someone's gone, oh, really? Yeah. And then it's across <laughs> the entire world after that. Yeah, exactly. Chinese whispers, yeah. Um, 39.99. 39.99. Okay, it's always, so... It's always someone I know knows somebody. Yeah, innit? <laughs> innit? I remember once someone who lived in Southampton who works with Tim at the office, right, said, my friend Tim's friend has just showed Frank de Burr <laughs> around a flat in Southampton. So he must have got the Southampton job. I bought 300 quid on the fucking thing. And um, Claude Poole got it. So that's nice, isn't it? <laughs> Made it back though on Steve Clyde getting the Scotland job, didn't I? Anyway, let's move on. So if Blair wins this one, who's put in a guess of 48.99, we're going to go for a tiebreaker. If John gets this one, you take all the points tonight, John. And then if Steve gets this one, Steve, you'll get the, you'll get the winner as well. So... It's, it's one apiece to John and Stevie. But if one of you two gets this point, then, uh, you know, I'm, bring, I'm bringing the rain. Are you ready? So, 
last season's out of date, obsolete, out of date, obsolete shirt used to be £54. It now costs. Blair, you're in third place with £48.99. Yeah. It costs £40. So closest with a penny was John. He's the winner of Guess How Much It Costs in the Club Shop. Come on down. I'll you tell you what. Your checkbook and pens in the there purse. You go. That's it. You're going to Blake with the right checkbook and pen. <laughs> there you are. I'll tell you what. There was one thing that popped out to me, lads, and I'm going to need to read this here because it really made me laugh. Uh, <laughs> are you ready? Used to cost £10. <laughs> 2022 official calendar. <laughs> They're still selling them for money. How much do you think it costs? <laughs> last season's calendar. Last, last year's calendar. <laughs> it's probably got a load of players on there. Berahino's on it, isn't he? We've got like yeah. Berahino. Yeah, yeah, it's got yeah, a side on there. Luongo will be on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ecop Farrell. Yeah, oh. uh, Sammy Hutchinson. They're, they'll all be there. Uh, all, all, the, all the old faces, all the old guard. They're on there. I mean, uh, when, when you can get a free one from Chinese takeaway and he's, he's charged you for last year. So what's that about? Isn't it? Isn't it? And, even, and even, even the artwork on the one you get from the Chinese takeaway has <laughs> as much reference to Sheffield Wednesday as, as, the, as the players on this calendar do. Anyway, they're still selling that for one ninety nine. So kids, if you want to part wow. with £2 of your money for a picture of Maslowongo and Barry Bannon... <laughs> You know, fuck kids. It's probably got Forestieri on it in January somewhere. You don't know. <laughs> um, it's two quid. So that's nice, isn't it? John, very well done. That was in reference to Lensgo yeah. Visual Media. Thank you very much for the shirt, folks. Really appreciate it. That was nice, wasn't it? Bit of a break. Yeah. yeah a break from, from all, all the bollocks. We should bring um, that back more regular. I, I must admit, it, it, yeah, right. you'll be going on and cheating now. I'm going to have to get... I'm going to have to go to the team. Was this on online, Dan? Revising. On the revising. online website. This is the online club shop website, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there was something else I saw, like uh, the pink socks are now six pound, used to be eight, and a T-shirt that randomly says Honolulu Wednesday. So that's nice, isn't it? But I think I've already done that the last time we played this game. So uh, come pick on that, could I? Right then, where are we? What we're we doing? What we're we talking about now? Right, new signing, John. It's finally over the line. It's finally happened. It's had more saga behind it than Star Wars and. Uh, Who's that lad that man you have been trying to get the Dutch fella from Barcelona? De Young. Yeah, yeah. De Young. Uh, Alan De Young or whatever his bloody name is. You know what I mean? Like, like, (laughs) that's who they'll end up getting. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Alan Alan De Young. Where's he from? Rochdale. Like, (laughs) he sells hooky jeans out of a bag, out of one of them head bags. You know, the red one. That was always gangster. Right. It's finally over the line, John. Yeah. Do we actually know it about him? Not a great deal. I have seen some, not just YouTube piles, because you can make anyone look good, but I, I, I do recall seeing him play for Leeds a few years back when he was mm-hmm. still still a youngster, you know, 19, 20. Mm-hmm. And it did look like it got a lot of, um, got a lot of promise. Um, still does look like he's got something in there, but it's probably finding the right landing spot to get it out of him. Um, that, that was two names his... of your sex tapes there, John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Definitely, yeah. Showing the colours now, aren't I? Yeah, still but, got um, something in there. And, still uh, got I, something in I, there. I can't remember what the other one was. And just yeah. getting it out. That really made me laugh. getting it out of him. Carry on. But yeah, I think um, Darren Moore's got that kind of um, personality where he can uh, put an arm around the player that needs it and he doesn't shy away from bringing so-called 
um, difficult players into the club. We've seen that before with Berahino, had a bit of a reputation from his days mm. at West Brom. We didn't really get a um, peep out of him, did we? Not really, no. He flashed here and there, but overall, he, he was a bit disappointing, wasn't he? To say he was trying to rebuild his career, didn't really make, make a name for himself as such, didn't really get back on track. Had a few key moments in games, but was never consistently good. Um, but you can tell that Moore's that kind of manager that won't shy away from a difficult um, or perceived difficult character. So he's got he's, he's had a shot at Wilkes. It's been, you know, saga of the summer for us, hasn't it, in terms of a, a player that was on our uh, shortlist. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like he's um, going to add some a bit of pace and a bit of, and some added goal threat to the mm-hmm. final third. He has um, scored over 20 goals. I think he had over 10 assists as well in the season that, that Hull went up from League One. So they're good stats alone. Even if you've not seen him play, you look at those stats and you think, you know, for a guy who's only 23-year-old, left-footed as well, which is another good quality to have on, uh, on, on that wing, on that left side. Um, can play either wing as well, cut inside. I, I think on paper, it looks a really good sign. And it's just, does he does he become that? Or does he, is it another Jay Boss where you just, you know, let's just wait and see. No, no, um, nothing will be Jay Boffroyd, mate. Nothing will be Jay Boffroyd, guys. Jesus, yeah. I was excited about but that, son. Looking forward to seeing Wilkes, though, yeah, I must admit. Um, I think it'll be an interesting one. I can see him starting on Saturday against Forest Green, for sure. Do we need to change it you up? Think it, I mean, you know, go on, Steve. Do you, do you not feel like, you not feel like it, he's going to walk straight in? Oh, it's, it's a podcast and I'm shaking my head. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it, it's a mainly audio medium, this one, Steve. So you know what, the... I, I, it, it popped up on my Facebook memories that this is literally, not last week, the week before I think it was, it's the third year that I've been been doing this. It's it, it's flown by. Three years. At I 10. Think. Yeah, I, I feel your pain, mate. Oh, I'm so tired. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Marriott had hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I, I don't get it. I get frustrated, if I'm honest, if, if we're just going to have a, a serious couple of minutes. I get frustrated with um, the... And it's not a dig at anybody specific. I want to be clear on that. But the moment we sign somebody, the moment something happens, a player becomes available, is injured, we bring somebody in, it automatically goes, right, we've got to change formation. We're going four at the back. Why? Don't get that. Um, he's, he's signed players that are going to Darren Moore plays three at the back that happens he played four at the back when when, when he first came in because he didn't have the players to play three um, that's a fact he signed that many centre-halves and that many midfielders we are going to play three at the back I don't see it changing I think it will change to a four as a plan B potentially um, he's not setting up on Saturday um, he wasn't he was never going to set up Tuesday night um, with four at the back a right back a left back and we've now got these, you know, I've played at a level and I'm doing this, that and the other that's saying that Palmer's going, going to go in at fullback, Johnson's going to go in at fullback. You've got a combination of Hennigan, Hickwe, McGuinness, whoever it may be that are going to go centre-off. By the way, we've got people that are talking about now that we've signed McGuinness, we're going to leave out Hickwe, who's been the outstanding centre-off <laughs> we've had. He's been I'd drop I offer if I had to. But that, and that's, do you know what? That's absolutely fine. And if you look at it, if you were going to rank order him, based on what we've seen this season. Again, go to my point. I'm a big Iorfa fan. Iorfa has been the one that I don't think has done anything. Go back into last season. He's not been right since the injuries. No, he hasn't. For me, um, I think Saturday was a return to form. Um, I think he. Uh, I think when they're both fit and flying, he's a better option than Hennigan. 
uh, but that's a conversation for another day. Um, mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're going to play three at the back, but we all of a sudden go, right, what are we going to change for, Sat- uh, for, for Forest Green? Why are we going to put Wilkes in? Who are we going to drop? Are we going to... Are we, yeah, are it's we Forest to... Green, for fuck's sake. Give him last 20 minutes, get fitness up. That's the thing. Uh, we don't uh, need uh, to rush him. If we're going to play three at the back, are we going to drop Windass? Why? Assist on Saturday. Are we going to drop Gregory, who, attacking-wise, is our most influential player? Are we going to drop... Uh, Palmer, who's been the best player this season, and, and that's that's happening. He's been our best player this season. Are we going to... Who would have thought a geezer it who's absolutely fit as fuck? You know what I mean? I've been, I've been running all, the, all these yeah. long-distance runs all over the summer. Turns out he's having a right good season. Who would have thought that? Who would have thought that? Bloody he's hell, incredible. He's been absolutely incredible. He was great on Saturday. We're not going to start messing about with the middle three because we've got six players that can play there before you start talking about combinations of... Hunt dropping in or Patterson coming in um, or Windass potentially playing as a 10, which are all variations beyond the six that we've got that people are falling over themselves to argue about. So why on earth are we falling over ourselves to put Malik Wilkes in? He's a good player by all accounts. I've never seen him play. I said this a couple of weeks ago about Bakinson. I've never seen Bakinson play. So while we're talking about dropping um Bannon or we're dropping Della Bashiru or we're dropping Volks or whatever it is that we're going to be leaving out to put Bakington in. Why was there a clamour to put Bakington in when we put him in? Darren Moore put him in when he was ready and let's be right, bar that square pass on Saturday, Bakington hadn't put a foot wrong. No. So if Darren Moore decides that he's going to put Wilkes on the bench for the next three weeks, let Darren Moore put Wilkes on the bench for the next three weeks and when he's ready, it can go in. Because yeah, yeah. what we can't argue about at the moment is that Darren Moore's recruitment's been absolutely bang on. And when he picks those midfield three, that midfield three has been bang on. And when he picks that front line, by and large in the league, it's been absolutely bang on. So whatever happens is whatever happens. I don't give a shit if he plays on Saturday or he doesn't. I don't know how good he is. By all accounts, he's quite rapid and he's got a proven track record of doing it to get teams out of the league at this level, which is absolutely brilliant. And you know what? From a, from a, from a recruitment point of view... It's another box ticked. It's everything that we wanted. But that doesn't mean that we have to rip up the playbook and start saying, right, we're going to go to a four. We're going to put this player there. We're going to have that player there. Darren Moore doesn't know what he's doing. Every time he makes a decision at the moment, from my point of view, it's the right decision. It absolutely is. He's doing everything right. Even back to the point, and I know we talked about it last week, even back to the point of dragging buyers. It had to be buyers or Volks last week. It had to be. It couldn't have been Patterson. Even though everybody wanted Patterson. <laughs> Steve, I'm sorry. No, sorry, sorry dramatic effect. <laughs> I thought you paused it. You went, it could be Patterson. And then your, your entire thing just froze. I thought, I all right, Steve, you made your fucking it. point, pal. Like, I, you didn't know know. I didn't actually say I just went. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, but yeah, just, my point, just the, the point on it is, it, it, he can, Darren Moore can pick whatever he wants at the moment. I, I think we're playing decent football. I think the Peterborough decision, the, 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 the sending off the side, the Peterborough game was absolutely bang on for that first half hour. We were matching a team that have come down and are currently sitting second in the league. I don't think we'll lose the game last week if we've got 11 players. So barring, you know, the capitulation of goals conceded on the first day of the season when things weren't quite quite right, we are right up there and in around it. So let's trust the process. Good luck to Wilkes. Nothing against him personally, but if he doesn't start on Saturday or he does start on Saturday, it is what it is. There you are, Blair. If it ain't broke, don't change it. What do you reckon? Um, well, I just think it gives us a, a, another option, doesn't it, up front? And and now it gives us the op- option to, to change it to a back four. You know, I mean, you can change the system now as where uh, Wilkes will really fit that. So, I, I mean, I'd go for 
I wouldn't change it from an F. What? Why, what, what, Blair? I'm not why? saying. I'm not saying why? change it now. Why? Why are we going to change it? I'm not saying change it now. I'm saying it gives you an option to change it. So if you know, why? what I mean. Well, I don't know. It could be one. We could be two one down. No Wednesday, and we've got, and we've got to change it. And, and, your, and your back three is not working. Change I, it. I can feel me and you are going to become fucking Redknapp and Neville with you. Right, Bielsa, you just you just keep your system keep going all the time and don't don't tinker it. I think looking at looking at all his goals, they all come from cutting inside. Um, currently, he's not he's not going to play left left wing back, left wing back or right wing back. So. He's going to go down the middle. At the moment, we've got an unbelievably, we've got an unbelievably good squad for this division. I think a good squad for championship yeah, level. Yeah, we are. Up front now, we've got, because Sal will leave. So now we've got Wilkes. And he's a player, but Moore's, his name came up at the beginning of the transfer window. So it's he's been after him. He's been his number one ta- attacking target. Now we've got Wilkes, Smith, when he gets fit, Gregory and Windass. I mean, if that don't get promoted... We ain't getting fucking promoted ever. <laughs> we're, not get, we're not getting a better four strikers than that for League One. I don't think you get a better four, four strikers than that in in the Championship. Really, you might get a better a better individual, but as a collective, that's a decent four, I think. Yeah, I don't think we're done yet either. I think we've got another. I think we might get middle, one surprise. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think the Premiership clubs have done their business. Um, well, they've got rid of the, the League Two, the Round Two of the League Cup now, and they go right. You're not needed now. Your whole your whole purpose for this season was to just fill that fixture. So I think quite a few players will be um, available now for the. Uh, t- uh, the thing another, is, though, another, I agree sorry, with what Steve. Go on, Steve. I was just going to say another spanner in the works. We, we, we'll move on, uh, not to cut this chat short, but we'll move on to uh, Rochdale. Um, Jaden Brown was our best player last night for me. Uh, Tuesday night, I thought he was yeah, great. He, you know, well, let, let, let's let's get into Rochdale against Sunderland. They couldn't play football. <laughs> <laughs> let's get let's get let's get into Rochdale because I think that was a, a game we needed. I, I think what it did was solidify that the um that the Bolton game wasn't just a fluke, it wasn't a flash in the pan. I feel like um, you know, we were talking about the fixtures about our next few games and stuff like that. Bolton's a difficult one. Uh we had Sunderland in there, Peterborough were always going to be an issue. Got Forest Green coming up, we don't know anything about. September's quite difficult, and these were points that we needed to get on the board. And it's it's mega important that, that we that we doubled down with our second string. Now, did any of you, like me, John, have Silasau and Sheffield Wednesday to score in a double result forecast? Because I bloody did. Because it's the League Cup and Silasau scores in the League Cup, doesn't he? It does. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it, that's the that's the that's his time to shine, isn't it? That's his uh, game time. Uh, that's so his raise on the Etre, as the French yeah, call. Yeah. The Carabao Cup is, uh, has, has been uh, definitely uh, Silasau's forte, and uh, I'm pleased to see Darren Morris have some consistency there with, the, with with letting players get some game time that don't wouldn't necessarily get you know league minutes um, for the likes of Dawson and for the likes of Silasau, like you said there. And uh, yeah, I mean it's it's, it's strange. I don't know what's going. To, I still don't know what's going to happen with him. I still don't know if he's going to be around come the end of the window. I, I, I doubt it, but. Um, you know, he's not doing his chances of a of a move any harm, is he? Scoring goals when he is playing and uh, not doing too much wrong. It's just, no, Ian. I don't know. It just doesn't kind of fit, does it? To me, know. it comes across to me like, and th- and this is going to be a blast in the past, like an O'Neill Donaldson. You know what I mean? Ian David Hurst, mm. Ian Mark Bright. <laughs> you know what I mean? Ian, who was around when O'Neill Donaldson was there? There was about three people above him. But then when he got his chance, he took it. I remember him scoring in a one 0 win against Liverpool once. 
Uh, I, I think last I was game of the season. Last game of the season, wasn't it? Could it? have been. I remember I was on the West Stand lower for some reason and yeah. we had a, street, a streaker on the pitch. It was a whole thing. Um, mm. But yeah, like, you know, he's, he's like O'Neill Donaldson, number two. So Neil Donaldson. <laughs> <laughs> and also that other guy that. That's me retiring, to... lads. I'm retiring on that guy. Like, see you later. <laughs> so Neil Donaldson. I didn't think I didn't think he was very good the other night. If I'm honest, was he not? No, I didn't. Um, <sighs> it's, I, I don't know if you. I don't know if he was spoiled by you know the quality of Gregory, the, the you know the the excitement of players that are around and the goals that we've been scoring. You want to see him after having scored the goal the other week. You want to see him um, cracking on and getting another goal or two um, against a team from a lower league. Um, but he, he, I thought he flattered to deceive the other night. And, you know, it's it's very much a makeshift strike partnership of him and Pato. And you, you, if you watch Patterson's body language, you can see him almost through throughout the ninety minutes, almost looking around, going, "I have got Gregory next to me. Here. I'm 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 struggling." You know, do you know what I mean? He, he he feels like he's. It's almost like he knows that he's in a second string, and he's it's it's almost flattering to deceive sort of thing. I thought. Um, the break in the second half where Sells sort of pulled it and squared it to Patterson mm-hmm. should have been much better. I think you know, the pass was shit. I don't think it was Pato's fault. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It, it, it wasn't his fault. Or it was the pass. It was absolutely terrible. Are you all right, had, John? He had an he had an age to do it as well. He had an absolute age to pick him out and play it. And it yeah, wasn't it a difficult thing. It was a it's a five yard pass. It just puts a bit of pace on him and plays it a yard in front. And 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 he, all he's got to do is stick his foot out. But I just think there's times when like I said, we're spoiled at the moment because that ball gets pumped forward or it gets driven in or drilled into a, to a striker. And we've got Lee Gregory. And I was thinking about this on Saturday. I can't remember too many times in a game, if you look at percentage or conversion rates, if you want to call it that, he must have a 90% plus of making the ball stick. Mm. The ball sticks to Gregory. He's, he's like Velcro. And, mm. and it's phenomenal to see because you can play against centre-halves that are bigger than him. And you know that are similar in terms of stature. He know he's, he's he's a very clever player. Um, he knows how to put his where to put his body. He knows how to get it there. When the ball's pumped up, rather than decide he's going to try and flick the ball on Gregory, will get his body into position, and he'll he almost sort of hoovers the ball into him. Do you know what I mean? And he'll get it there. Whereas Sal will go and try and do the same thing, and it'll bounce off, or Pato will go for a flick on. Um, they, 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 there are there are there are levels to our strike game at the moment, and I think. No, no sort of slight on Patterson because he's not a striker. You know, mm-hmm. if you asked him, he doesn't. He's not. He's not an out and out centre forward. But we've signed Silla Sal to come and do bits, and he just hasn't done it. And if you look at um, Moore's recruitment, you know, you you want to go back to that one. He hasn't got much wrong. I think So's definitely been one of the misses. I don't, I don't disagree with any of that. I, d- I didn't think you'd be able to speak for that long about Silla Surf. I'm honest, Steve. That was actually <laughs> impressive, Paul. Like, you know what I mean? We, John, John gave us a gratuitous shot of his tiny shorts, and, uh, and then there, was, <laughs> there was there was a whole thing happening there. Um, Blair, now you know I don't want to. We've all seen the goals. We've all waxed on about the goals. The build-up play on some of them was absolutely outstanding, but. They were absolutely bloody brilliant. And, and I can't remember <laughs> a time apart in the last five years, six years. Do you remember what, what season was it where we're having our own personal goal of the month competition? That, Do you that, was, that? that was the first Carl season. Yeah, yeah. And, and I feel like we had it all in one game, didn't we? I know. It was insane, wasn't it? it right, was... so you've got Adeneran, Brown and uh, FTV. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have a favourite? 
I like I like the fizz one because he just it just ate it that hard. Yeah, and I'm a bit, and I'm a bit biased. I think he's great. I love him. All right. <laughs> what about you, John? Did you have a favourite? Yeah, I think I agree. The fizz one. He had very little back lift when he when he cracked that one, and it just sailed into the into the top corner. But the game very much reminded me. I posted it in our chat earlier today. The game very much reminded me of the 2006. Cast your minds back. Um, went to Leicester and we beat them 4 1. And we had three of the best away goals you'll ever see following Wednesday. You had um, Chris Brunt crack one in. Then we had Whelan crack one in, which looked even better. And then Marcus Tudgier said, ah, Hang on, I'm having some of this. And he cracked one in near the end. And it was like, and that was League Cup as well, or Coca Cola Cup as it was called then. It reminded me of that. Just You just don't tend to see three like screamers or worldies or whatever, do you? Um, in one game from one team like that. Um, yeah, they were all very similar goals, weren't they? You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. like I found that I found that uh, quite refreshing because we we don't score goals like that. We you know some of them like um, Marco Matias or Adam Reach used to score slaps and and they go in. And don't get me wrong, they probably played for it, but not three in a bloody game. Did you have a favourite, Steve? Um, I thought the 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 FDB one was. Nasty, wasn't it? But I think yeah, yeah. I like the the uh, Adenarum one. I like sure. the Adenarum one, right? I just think the, the the way that the ball's been recycled and he's picked it up on the halfway line and just gone. If you if you if you ever if you ever coached at a level or you 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 are coached at a level, that's how you take your first touch and then yeah. you go and drive. And it wasn't like yeah. he was tipping tapping about. The ball was pumped five yards in front of him. He got after the ball. He's got in range. He set himself. You know, if you're a if you're doing your coaching badges, that's how you would do a demo to somebody to go, right, this is how you're going to go and hit a ball from 25 feet. Yeah, yeah. And it just, it hit and it stayed hit. And the thing, that that goal went in and bless her, my little one went mental. And just, she wasn't at Bolton on Saturday, just a quick side note, she wasn't on, at Bolton on Saturday. And before we've come on, I've just had a quick look back at the goals and she stood there and watched the buyer's goal and went, well, that's not very good, is it? Well, he's, he, look how close he is. I'm only in, if you literally went, I'm only interested in goals that are scored from outside the box. <laughs> but um, we, he, they all count, babe. Yeah, yeah, of course. I'm trying, she needs educating. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah we, show, her, show her Callum Patterson's against Bournemouth. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, we, the, the third goal went in, and Holly, bless her, Holly on the chat was like, this poor goalkeeper. And you had to mm. feel for the keeper because in the stand, he couldn't do all about any of them. No recollection of the goalkeeper doing absolutely anything other than bending down and picking the ball up and kicking it back to the halfway line. I yeah. don't know. I, I, I don't think he was the first choice. I think O'Donnell's still their first choice, isn't he? I might be wrong. Um, the, the Richard O'Donnell is, is, is Rochdale's first choice goalkeeper. Um, but the, the, the lad was, was slicker six and he, he couldn't get anywhere near anything. And <laughs> he did no wrong, he, like, he, he did he, nothing wrong. We use, we use the, the you know the Simpsons meme where they're standing there, he's, he's already dead <laughs> <laughs> by the time the third one went. You know, I just wanted to go down and give him a big hug. Yeah, not your fault, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what was funny. Um, I was listening to it on Radio Sheffield, and it was uh, Andy Giddens and John Newsom. And the, you know, they, when they get that feeling like Andy Giddens is there thinking, oh, fucking hell, I've got this game here. This is going to be an absolute fucking bore fest. And John, John Newsom always sounds monotone anyway. They were kind of just like, 
like small talking to each other. They didn't seem like they were interested in the game. And then all of a sudden, Andy Gibbons said, Oh, he scored a well day. <laughs> it's proper, like, caught him off guard. Like, I absolutely love I, I've got this thing for disinterested commentators. And by far and away, my favorite ones are Bristol City and Rotherham United. Because uh-huh. Rotherham United, especially when they're playing us, there he is. Look, he's gone there. Can't believe he went there. And this last time when they beat us three all, and they, you know what I mean. And all, and then we, and then we won them, and then rate good. It just sounds proper shit kicker. You know what I mean? Like you know, like they've had no radio training whatsoever, but they're on radio, and it, and it absolutely slaughters me. And that one makes me laugh. But then the Bristol City, and then they just hate us. Do you know what I mean? Rotherham just absolutely despises, and and it it's like it's like getting a black cab driver and then dropping. So what do you think of Uber? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like that type of thing. And then Bristol City, uh, it's pretty much the same, but they don't hate us as much. But their accent is hilarious. You know what I mean? Like, because it's, it's like they found somebody. What's that old Michael McIntyre guy? goes, oh, yeah. Oh, so what do you do? Oh, you work in advertising. Well, look, you standing outside your house with a sign saying free eggs doesn't mean you work in advertising, but you forget it's a city, don't you? You know what I mean? And that, so what, what do you do? What, what is it you do? Oh, you work on radio. You know what I mean? What, uh, as, as well as the part-time Wurzels tribute act that you do? Or, or do you, you know what I mean? They're absolutely glorious. And I love disinterested League Cup commentary as well. What I might do is, is go further afield and find it where they've got a really shit accent, like Carlisle or Plymouth. <laughs> See who's commentating on that. You know what I mean? Um, so, uh, any sorry, Blair, I didn't come to you about the Rochdale game much, did I? My apologies. So, um, there's not much to say, mate. Well, there was there was one moment where I was <laughs> I felt for Cam Dawson, uh, my mate and yours. A um, <laughs> two clean cheese, mate. Well, there was a, there was a moment where he, he, you know, the the commentators would have said he's caught in no man's land, but it wasn't really. The geezers had a lob, and it kind of, and he and he's already doing that gesture of sir. What do you fucking expect me to do about that? And it kind of landed on the top of the goal. And instead of going, he just went, yeah, I knew it. Goalkeeper's eyelids. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it covered. And it covered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not a bad. I mean, end of the day, I think Steve made a great point. Last game, last pod of last season, he basically said, if we if we signed League Two's goalkeeper of the season, we would be very happy with that. And, and that's our number two goalkeeper this season. So. Yeah, he's going to play every Papa John's. We're going to win the Papa John's. All right, sauce pal. We're going to win are the Papa you, John's. Are you forgetting gonna... that he wrote me a shitty review? <laughs> I think. What, what did he say about you? It's our header on Twitter. If you go on Twitter, I think I think, I think Vic made it the header. <laughs> <laughs> Literally did. Says something like, get rid of that damn fudge. Everybody winces when he starts talking, thinks he's funny. I would have yeah. applied. I would have applied and said, "Everyone winces when you do a shot stop." <laughs> Everybody winces. It's the post. This was in and around the time that um, he just shipped five at Brentford, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Five, five at Pompey, uh, five at home to Pompey, and then yeah. five at Brentford, and then man's cussing me out on the internet. What? <laughs> What kind of chicken jive is that, BS? <laughs> jive. Oh, j- jive. What's the jive? jive? What's the jive on that bad boy? Any road. <laughs> so, for Sheffield Wednesday uh, went out 3-0 winners against Rochdale, taking us into a second, a third round tie. Are you going? To, uh, to my old hometown, Southampton. Uh, yes, I'm going. <laughs> I'm going to get a posse up. And I will, uh, if you stay with me, I will uh, see if I can organise a boozer for us as well. Uh, I know that sounds mental. <laughs> 
But uh, keep an eye on my Twitter. Mid- I'll t- midweek in November, a week, yeah, yeah. a week before, a month before Christmas, and a living crisis. I'll tell you how we're fucking <laughs> drinking, lads. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell I, you. I, I, I think. Um, I think it's the week after half term. If it's half term, I'm down. It is the week after. No, I'm not there then. Boo. <laughs> Can't it just is the week I, after. You imagine rocking up at three o'clock in the morning, three hours sleep, and then rocking up at work. Right, listen, I know that your Apple Maps will tell you that it's three hours and 46 minutes away. It in. It's for, it's I've done that journey <laughs> many, 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 many times. Allow five hours for that journey. It's a massive prick. <laughs> we are talking disgusting because I like to call this not the Carlton Palmer derby, not the David Hurst derby, the Dan Fodge derby. That's what it is. Now, I don't know if you remember the like, we have not played Southampton in 10 years and I have lived there on and off for the last 15. So the first couple of years, this that's is Dave Jones in the cup as well. I mean, knocked out by them. Uh, oh God, I can't remember. Honestly, it was so long ago. So when I first moved down there, this is going right, to brace yourself for a tale here, kids. Let's all sit around and listen to Grandad. Um, my landlord, when I first moved to Southampton back in 2006, was Johan Folly's girlfriend's dad. How so, did you get to, how did you go down south? How did that, how did that move materialise? Go, go further back. I moved from a radio station in Sheffield to a radio station in Southampton, which rebranded three times, and I end up in bars and restaurants and doing this for 13 fucking years. But what, <laughs> I'll regale you that with another day. Um, so it was Johan, Johan Folly, who was playing for us at the time, who used to play for Southampton, met his girlfriend in Southampton, and her father was my landlord. So I got free tickets to watch the Sheffield Wednesday Southampton fixture every single year. And then I don't even remember, they went down the League One and then romped out the league and then out the championship and all of a sudden went straight back to the Premier League when they had Ricky Lambert et al. And uh, we've not played them in 10 years. So I've been sat a decade on the South Coast going, be nice if they played the local club, wouldn't it? <laughs> Stadium's older than 10 years, isn't it? Weren't the Dell when we played? No, it was, um, I think they changed to the St. Mary's Stadium. I want to say 2002, 2003, something like that. Because I used to live where the Dell is, or used to be, you know what I mean? Right. Um, So, yeah, so that's an interesting tale for everybody. That's summit about Southampton, but keep an eye on my Twitter and I'll tell you where we're all drinking, lads. (laughs) (laughs) Front room room on Waverley. Yeah, yeah, in it, in it. Right then. So uh, John is where knows all the uh, things about the club shop. Stevie, uh, do, do you want five minutes on Liam Palmer, or uh, are we, or, or is his football done the talking for you, Steve? His football's done the talk. It'd be remiss of us not to sort of acknowledge the fact that he's played three hundred and fifty games and has been absolutely phenomenal. Uh, the goal was great. Um, I'm not going to wax lyrical about him tonight because I, I feel like I'm doing that every week. At, his yeah, yeah, yeah. performance as a speaker. Really. Um, he's, he, he's just been, for me, he's been our best player this season. And I, I know we take the piss. Uh, we do. We talk about, you know, how important certain players are and how influential other players are. You're looking for that consistency. Um, at the minute, he's gone from a 6.57 minimum every week. He's, a, he's an 8 to 8.5 eight out of 10 every week. And anybody yeah. that, that wants to tell me otherwise needs to come and show me. And if you think about what we did at the start of the season, when we're talking about the, the you know the first game of the season, we were going to have this player in, that player, the other player in. Um, nobody's mentioning Palmer. You look at the first two, three weeks, it's always Jack Hunt's coming in there. We've got a back three that's coming in there. He can't play. He's going to sit on the bench, bit part player. Um, he's, he's gone about his business really quietly. 
Um, he's done massive things pre-season for you know his ex-teammates that are going through the most traumatic of sort of circumstances and situations um, that don't need sort of highlighting in, in on this sort of current platform. I don't think because I think that's a, a conversation for another sort of forum really. Uh, but the fact that he's done what he's done and has received the plaudits that he's received um, and seems to be getting a lot of love from people within the club and around the club um, is heartening to see. And, the, you know, the, the the thing that stands out for me is that we've now got to a point, it's not as exciting as, you know, recreating Earth, Wind and Fire or taking, um, you know, Norman Greenbaum or whatever it is and creating songs for players. But the fact that we've now got four and a half, five thousand fans on a, on, on a regular basis singing Liam Palmer's name is testament to the fact that he's having, for me, probably the season of his life. I love that you've not had to explain LP2 as well, and I've seen it creeping in, you goddamn rat bastard. I don't know where LP2 has come from. It's you, you prick. You know that, exactly where it's come from. You know you started that, and I'm, and I'm angry with you about it, and I've seen it creeping in. And then one day, when he retires, it's going to be written on a flag somewhere, and you can go, I did that. <laughs> you said earlier though when, when I think Steve mentioned it earlier about um, or one of you did mention about like um, he's doing 10k a day so obviously he's got this massive like fitness um, boost now Liam Palmer but you know the, the, it's like when, when Megs and Adders used to have all the players running around Greno Woods there I know people laugh about it but he used to tackle up Greno Woods and run the fucking ballots off him man. Yeah, and he'd yeah. say you know teams will teams might be technically more gifted than us but they'll never outwork us no, and that's yeah. it. I think I think fitness can cover a lot of fallacies in terms of actual football and ability at this level. Yeah. I, I, I'd even argue that some Premier League footballers have, have made a career on being fit rather than being gifted with a ball. Obviously, well, what makes them world class? Yeah, what makes them world class is actually what they can do with the football. But you know, being in a certain shape, I, I, I call it the Shaquille O'Neal uh, conundrum <laughs> because he was shit at basketball. <laughs> he was he was actually shit, right? Uh, you used to see if you ever watch a, a reel of him at the free throw the free throw free line. Throws. He couldn't, couldn't take free throws to save his life. But what he could do was be massive. So <laughs> if you've got this geezer leaping towards you, seven foot tall and a big stag, he's putting it in that net. You know yeah. what I mean? That's that's what he's doing. So they had, so during the back end of his career when he was less mobile, they had to come up with this thing, and it was called. It, you Google it; it's a true thing. It's called the shack attack, where literally the the point guard had, had be stood with their arms around him, stopping him take a run up, and and literally so they would take the fouls because he'd always miss it from the free throw line. Send him to the line. Yeah, they called it the shack attack, and they had to make up a play because they knew he wasn't gifted as a footballer, uh, as a, as a basketball player. So. Translate that to League One. I think if you're quicker, faster, stronger, you can really turn up at this level. And I, I really think it can happen. There's a bit of knowledge for you, lads. Shaquille O'Neal was shite. <laughs> However, I love him. Great in NBA Jam. <laughs> he is, he's the best at NBA Jam. Right. That's that's an hour, kids. Does anybody have any other business? We've done LP2 now. That's it. The, the Wankfest is over. That's his soapbox put away for another week. We're going to smash Forest Green Rovers. Okay, what are you saying, Blair? Give me a prediction, pal. Why are we even playing them? Uh, because they <laughs> because, have vegan sausage rolls. Because we're shite. We're going to win 4 0. If it's not 4 0, is it, it's going to be either we're going to batter them or it's going to be really horrible and we're going to like get a late goal. Yeah, yeah. 1 0. Yeah. Stevie? Uh, yeah, confident. Um, but when we're confident, that's when we're at his worst, isn't it? So we we've got to we've got to maintain that sort of professionalism and, and the upward trend. But 
going in there, if it's an opportunity now that we've played the top teams to to go out and mark a, mark our territory a little bit and put a statement out there. I was just looking at the um, the table before we we started tonight, and I think Ipswich have scored ten and conceded two, um, and they're sitting on a plus eight, so we're only three points behind Ipswich. I know it's early days. I've called it from you know the start of the season. I think Ipswich are the team to beat, and I'll say that week in week out. Wait, but they've said that for the last three seasons, though. I don't know why all of a sudden yeah. it's different. Different. I, for me, the reason I, I can answer that question, the reason for me, I, th- I think the fact that they've got the uh, the fellow, it's McKenna, isn't it? The guy who was he sat on the bench under some pretty hefty managers at Man United. Saying he's better down more. Um, he's, we're seeing, like, you're fucking seeing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just think the, the the guy's gone in there. I think he's seen last season out. I think the recruitment's been spot on. Um, there's the the whole Tyrese John Jules. There's the whole fucking <laughs> edge uh, edge shearing of it all. So you know they're 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 getting that sort of profile raised a bit. I think they're 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 serious contenders this year. I think the team that finishes above Ipswich wins the league. Hopefully that's us. Um, to the point though, they're, they're they're sitting on a plus eight goal difference already. They've only conceded two. Um, well, let's put you know, five past them. <laughs> when, when we get there, when, when we get there, I'd like to think that we're going to go go there and be competitive. But that's the yardstick that we've put down to, to, to the game at Forest Green. If we can go in there and say, right, we're going to make a statement, we're going to eat into that goal difference a little bit, and you know, um, Gregory's not doing, he's not scored from open play yet, has he? I don't think. In fact, I don't think he's scored a, scored a goal yet. Has no, he no. Not? no, we uh, have Ips, we have Ipswich at home on the seventeenth of September. Yeah. Yeah. Dominic game, <laughs> <laughs> huge game. Um, so yeah, if we go, we go in there with you know things as, as they need to be. That in terms of momentum, that'd be great. And I think Saturday is the beginning of a marker because we've got Barnsley after that, which will be a big sort of challenge for us. And then I think we've got Plymouth off the top of my head, and then we've got Ipswich. We, you know, if we're sitting on nine to twelve points out of the next four games, we're in the conversation. Aren't yeah, we? by and end of September, really... we've played everyone good. On paper. <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, Saturday, yeah, uh, for me, head says, well, heart says, head says, which whichever way it is, one of them says 4-0, other one says we'll probably scrape a 2-1 victory. 2-1. 2-1 for Stevie. John? Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be a funny one. I don't think we've ever played Forest Green Rovers in, in, nope. competitive, in, you know, in league football. Um and so um, I don't think that, you know, not looked at it for a playing cup, but uh, they've got Connor Wickham next, next Wednesday. Next it'd be, in, it'd be in everyone. Um, <laughs> so, Standard. You know, maybe he'll play, maybe he won't. So, um, yeah, but I mean, let's, let's be real. We've got a really strong side um, on paper. And I just hope there's no complacency in the in the players thinking, we're back home. It's Forest Green, we might be perceived as whipping boys. Just go out there and just do your job. That's what you got to do. The crowd really needs to like the crowd really needs to support as well. Because if if you don't score in the first ten minutes, you can just hear Hillsborough booing them already, can't you? Yeah, that's that's the thing. Let's not get carried away. He's fucking Forest Green. I know. know I'll be bloody booing. If we haven't yeah. had two shots on goal after 10 minutes, I'm going to set fire to <laughs> Why don't he start? Why don't he start, Will? I'm going to go down West Pier at Brighton and burn it down again. Bloody if, thing. If you look, if you yeah. look at my record since they've come up, they, they beat Bristol Rovers, who came up with them first game of the season. They've lost to Ipswich, they've drawn with Lincoln, and they've been smashed by Plymouth. So it seems to be, if you the first game could have been anyone's. Ipswich, second game of the season, first game at home for them. Lincoln... 
unknown commodity, and it's, it almost feels like the trend's set now. They've, they've lost the last couple. Uh, sorry, they, they've they won lost the first one, um, lost two, drawn one in the middle. They lost their manager, didn't they? As well, like you know, the guy who got them through the leagues, yeah, Bob Edwards, once once. Yeah, he, so. he, he buggered off, didn't he? So, uh, so it's like yeah. that must be so, it must be so difficult for him to like, get promoted to League One, which is an unbelievable achievement. I'm not, I'm not taking that away from Listen, that at all. Uh, fuck them. They're just they're but, just a posh little rich man's project that serves pea and mint falafel at half time. <laughs> Fuck but em. we're massive and we love gravy and we love beef in Yorkshire. Yeah. <laughs> the, the <team laughs> is better, Sorry, imagine, imagine no vegan options on Leppings Lane on Saturday. Yeah, do it. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, though, you know, you could probably, you know, that that'll outrage a load of unwashed, no shoe wearing <laughs> dreadlocks that all go down to summer solstice down at. Weatherspoons near uh, Amesbury. Listen, uh, John, <laughs> that was laboured, that one. John, did I get a, pr- uh, a prediction out of you? Um, I'm going to go 3-0 down. 3-0. I'm going to go 3-1. What about that? Ladies and gentlemen, thanks a lot for joining us up the Wendy. And uh, let's hope we beat Forest Green, because fuck them. And uh, all that remains to say is... Uh, LP2. Uh, LP2, see you later. The Wednesday Week is sponsored by Michael Constantine Wealth Management. We bet you can't find a financial advisor closer to Hillsborough Stadium. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points back of the net. Lubosh. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.